Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today I'm going to talk about the different types of wealth. Now, I always say that your wealth is so much more than just your salary. But I think when people think of wealth, they automatically think about financial wealth. And there is so much more than that. And I think that when you focus on the only type of wealth being financial wealth, you go after that type of wealth with all your might, all your strength, all your time, and then you get there, you know, maybe you end up with loads of money, but you're not happy and you don't feel satisfied or fulfilled. And that is because there is more than one type of wealth. So the five types of wealth are financial wealth, social wealth, physical wealth, mental wealth and time wealth. So basically, first up, financial wealth. This is the most well-known one. It's basically looking at your assets, seeing what you own and your capital. So do you have a house? Do you own, do you have savings? Do you have investments? You know, your income, all the money in your bank, all that stuff, all your physical cash and all your assets um, and everything that it adds up to be. So when you think about your net worth, how much you're worth, you basically take all of your assets, you minus your liabilities and that gives you your net worth. So for example, your assets, like I said, would be your house it would be or the equity you have in your house it would be your um, savings it would be the your investments and then your liabilities might be things like the car payment that you owe or any debts that you owe so anything that's basically a minus number so you take your assets minus your liabilities and that gives you your net worth so for example if you look up people's net worth online I don't know like you look up Adele and it says like five million or whatever It's not to say she has five million pounds sat in the bank account. It's basically that is everything that she owns minus everything that she owes. So that's her net worth. So that is your financial wealth. Now, a common assumption is that financial wealth will make you happy. A common assumption is that if I have more money, if I have a higher net worth, I'm going to be happier. And I just think that this this idea is very flawed because after your baseline and your main necessities being covered, so, you know, food, rent, or like location, was it not location, accommodation, <laughs> shelter, that's the one, food, shelter, bills being paid, etc., and you can look after yourself, there, there does get to a point where the more money you have doesn't actually start to increase your happiness. So it shouldn't actually be a key indicator of your happiness. Like if you picture yourself in the future where you never have to worry about money again, imagine how that would make you feel. 
and how that would change your relationship with the world, with the people around you, your family situation. And this is what brings us onto the next type of wealth, which is social wealth. Now, this one is totes underrated. Like, it's the one that is basically your status within your world and also the connections you have with people around you. So your status is like how you're viewed, right? It's the keeping up with the Joneses, it's your appearance, it's your identity, it's your it's your social status. And then you have your connections, so the people that you interact with, the relationships you have, your partner, your friends, your family, your co-workers. And like, at heart, we all crave connection. And relationships and friendships can provide so much love and fulfillment but it also can absolutely drain your energy right we've all been there where you've had a friend and you think maybe they're your best mate or they're a really good friend but every time you walk away it leaves you feeling crap and really drained that in itself is like poor social wealth right because you've got people that are draining your energy and your time and they're making you feel shit or maybe you don't have anybody around you and you actually feel really lonely so therefore that's poor social wealth because you don't have anyone filling up that social wealth bucket and this is why you say money can't buy you happiness because you get a lot of happiness and joy from those relationships but money can't buy you friends or a partner not a not a true real authentic relationship you can pretend I'm sure there's probably like buyafriend.com um but connecting with people on a real authentic level I think is completely priceless like when I've come away with some of my closest friends and we've just had a really nice evening maybe we've gone for dinner maybe we've just hung out for a coffee and a walk and you just you've laughed loads or you've really caught up like I just think that feeling is you can't, you can't buy it. So your social wealth is basically this sense of belonging, a sense of community. Next up, there is physical wealth. So this is like your fitness, your health, your vitality, your energy. And without your physical health, it makes it harder to experience and enjoy the benefits of any other type of wealth. That's obviously not impossible because there are people who have health conditions which are completely out of their control and they're still able to enjoy other types of wealth in spite of this. But there is a quote, I think, I can't remember who said it, but it basically says, we spend all of our health trying to get wealthy and then we spend all of our wealth trying to get healthy again so basically you absolutely kill yourself in a job you get all stressed out you get burnt out to the max yeah you have more money but you've lost your health and for what what is the point of that what is the point of spending all of this time trying to get all of this money if as soon as you've got it you're not healthy enough to enjoy it because of the journey that you've gone on so that's where the sustainable part of like trying to build wealth financial wealth comes in you still got to be looking after your physical wealth and small changes in your diet your sleep and like other activities can lead to a massive considerable impact on your happiness and your overall physical wealth you don't have to be like someone who wakes up at five eats a green smoothie, down some raw egg, goes for a 70 kilometre run. I was going to say seven, but I felt like it didn't hit as hard. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be that. It can just be as simple as introducing more veggies into your diet, getting an extra hour sleep a night or prioritising your sleep, um, going, getting your 10k steps in, just going for a walk. Like it can be all of these little things that add up. And it's that classic case of it. You don't have to like do everything and it be this massive 
massive thing. You can do it in small daily habits. And I think that that is so, so important. But this links into the next one, which is our mental health. It covers our mental well-being, our spirituality, our knowledge, our mindset and our purpose in life. Now, mental health is getting so much more spoken about nowadays, which is obviously amazing, but we still have such a long way to go. And like, it's a, it's a, you know, we've got World Mental Health Day. People feel like they can speak out more and there is more of that. But because of capitalism and, and you know, this hustle culture, the irony is like, as mental health has been more talked about, so has the rise of like um, needing to work harder and like burnout. So the two are kind of like cancelling each other out. And I think that when you feel mentally drained, it stops you from doing so many things in life. Like I had a period a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. It was when I was living in my old house and I was so drained. I was so burnt out. I was waking up crying. I didn't know where I was going in life. Like everything sucked. And even the littlest things made me feel shit like things that normally really bring me loads of joy weren't bringing me joy and it sucked and also like if you struggle with purpose like a reason to wake up in the morning it doesn't matter how much money you have in the world nothing feels enjoyable right not that I'm speaking from experience because I don't have all the money in the world but I've read books and listened to podcasts and watch videos about people that have a shit ton of money and woke up and they're like I am so fucking unhappy because I don't have, yeah, brilliant, I've got this big job, but, like, what, what, what even is that? Like, what is that even bringing me? And maybe they've got a higher purpose, which is, like, doing more for charity or, like, you know, setting up a passion project or whatever it is, but they don't end up doing anything that feeds that mental health or maybe they haven't been giving time to their spiritual practices to meditate or to, you know, look after themselves or to read and to learn about things and gain wisdom. And this is why your mental health, your mental wealth is so, important and mental wealth is also the accumulation of knowledge and wisdom over your years right and learning lessons and reflecting on your life what you like what you don't like and actually building a life that you love and this is why the self-help and personal development world is like a multi-billion pound industry across the world like people see the benefit in working on and improving themselves regardless of other things in their lives so taking care of how you feel taking care of your brain and your emotional needs in the world is paramount to live you know a happy and successful life and finally which is my favorite we have time wealth this is the freedom to spend our time how we want on a day-to-day right time is the one thing that money cannot buy back doesn't matter how much money you have in the world, you cannot buy yourself any more time. There are no special machines out there that make you your life go on for longer or you be able to rewind time. Now, when you're young, you are a time billionaire. You have so much time. Yet all young people want to do is grow up and get older and make money. Like I remember, I don't know why, I remember being like always wanted to be 12. Don't know why. The second I hit 12, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to be 25. Like I was wishing my years away. And I was like, I can't wait till I can have my own job and and I can earn my own money. And obviously this came from a place of like, my family weren't earning money. So I saw friends and other families having money, doing nice things. And I was like, as soon as I'm older and I can do these things, I'm totally going to do that. And you just wish your time away. And then it's not until you get older and you realise how precious time is that you start to wish you had more of it. Now, I just turned 29. I'm in the last year of my 20s. And 
I say all the time, like, I like getting older. I enjoy it. I feel very grateful that I have my health and I, you know, am able to get older because not everybody has that privilege. But I also still have this, like, creeping time, like, clock behind me being like, tick you know you're about to turn you're about to turn 30 what have you achieved what are you doing what are you missing out on and that's where it gets us right like um like when you're in your 20s especially you think you have to be doing everything you think you need to be going out with your mates you think you need to be traveling you think you also need to be finding a life partner but you also need to be building an absolute empire and making your millions like for some reason being in your 20s seems like that was my ballet I think I I haven't had breakfast this morning. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, But yeah, like you think you have to have all this stuff. And it's just so ironic because as you start to get more cash rich, you get more time poor. So time is your ultimate currency, currency. And we actually spend money on things to help us gain back time. Like we spend money on convenience or paying for other people to do stuff for us instead of learning how to do it ourselves. Imagine if every time you had to do something, you always had to learn how to do it yourselves. Like, you know, people get cleaners because they don't have the time to clean. People, they hire people in, you know, we we, we get cabs instead of just getting public transport. We do all these other things. We don't care that they cost more money because you're paying to have some of your time back. And we see time as precious and we want as much of it as possible. And one of the key things you can do is learn how to use financial wealth as a tool to increase your freedom. So like, If you can use money to get you more time, that is amazing, right? And if you have more money, you can have more freedom over your time because you don't have to work a nine to five for somebody else. You get to say, like, for example, I am now my own boss. I can do what I want with my time. Now, obviously, I have to spend my time accordingly so that I can run my business and pay myself. But like, if I want to go somewhere at 11 o'clock in the, in the morning just because I go, oh, I fancy doing that, I'll just work a few more hours in the afternoon or in the evening. Like, I get to pick how I spend my time. And that's why if you're thinking about going into business, you want to know that you love what you're doing because you might end up working more, you might end up working evenings or weekends, but at least it's a choice. Whereas when you work for somebody else, you're making someone else more money, yeah, you're getting paid a salary you're working for someone else you're doing your your time is not your own so if you can invest and use your money to retire earlier you no longer have to spend your time in a job however you don't want to sacrifice large parts of your time wealth to get money that you can never get back your time so if it's a balance right there is no one size fits all some people who are involved in the fire movement are like giving all of their time now to make sure that they have financial wealth so that you can gain back more time in the future. So for example, between maybe the ages of like 20 to 30, they are doing everything they can to make money, build their investments so that 30 onwards, they can do what the fuck they want with their time. So yes, they lose, you know, their time wealth during a decade, but then they have all the future decades. Now for me, it's too much. I would rather be enjoying my work, working, living, you know, building it up slowly. But what works for one person doesn't work for another. And you have to work out what is valuable to you. And that's going to change as you get older, right? But you don't want to sacrifice too much just to make loads of money. And I always say like, don't let money be the goal. Don't let that be, like, don't let money be the focus. Think about the feeling and the experience that money can get you and let that be the goal. Let that be the focus. For example, 
instead of saying I want loads of money, you could say I want loads of money so that I can travel. So the goal is to travel and the money is the means in which you do that through and how you get that money is, you know, however you plan to do it. So yeah, change the focus when it comes to building your financial wealth and think about how that's going to play into your other types of wealth, right? And if you love your job, yeah, great. And if you want to make loads of money, that's great. Like you should, but ask yourself why and always make sure you're filling up all the other wealth buckets, not just the financial one. Think about what can I do to fill up my physical wealth bucket? What can I do to fill up my social wealth bucket? Who can I hang out with? Who can I connect with? What can I do to fill up my mental bucket, my mental wealth bucket? You know, like, what do I need to be learning and reading and allowing myself? And what do I need to fill up my time wealth bucket? So I want to just leave you with this one. Which wealth bucket of yours is empty right now? And what one step can you take to fill it up within this week? So just sit with that and ask yourself. And you might be like, Laura, every single every single wealth bucket of mine is absolutely drained right now. That's okay. Pick one. Pick the one that in your gut feels most important to focus on right now and ask yourself, what one step can you take? And then you repeat the process and you go through all of them or you go through a few of them and you keep doing that. You keep checking in with your buckets and asking yourself, what steps could I be taking to fill these buckets up? Don't always just focus on what can I be doing to get more money because you'll just burn out and you'll feel shit and it won't be fucking worth it anyway. So yeah, let me leave that with you and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to slide into my DMs on Instagram, please do and we can have a chat about it. I'd love to know which of your wealth buckets you're filling up and I hope you have an amazing day and I will hopefully see you on the next episode.